that shit give. Don't let anybody to tell you from that give. Do your grades, do the right thing, because I want you to be the best and whatever you do. Don't take all day or nothing you do. So, but if you can play ball, don't let people that never did that, never made it to that type of level, deter you from having that dream and from taking it serious. And I, that's that's got to put that in real quick. A hundred percent. You know, I, I tell a quick, quick, quick story before I, I go back. Go back to tenth grade. We had a, we had the end of us my our uh, our basketball season, and we had our dinner. And one of the parents at the table, she goes, "Hey, Larry, you think about college? What college do you want to go to?" And I said, I don't know, you know, I would love to go to like a, a temple or something like that, or, you know what I mean? And my, my high school coach at the time says, Larry, come on, man, be realistic. Like, <laughs> a real story, not a rap song. Be realistic, Larry, come on, like, bring it down a little bit. Like, when I say I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed as hell. Like, I got, the, I got all these white parents sitting at the table, like, you know what I mean? I, they, they didn't, they didn't, they face didn't change. But to me, they all go on, <coughs> you know what I mean? And, but I knew what was ahead of me. I knew what I wanted. And I wasn't gonna, like you just said, I wasn't gonna let nobody else deter me because he couldn't do it. I wasn't gonna let him put his insecurities and his fears on me. You know what I mean? I want to go to a big school. I want to play with my name on my back. And I want, right. I want, I want Dave, uh, Dick Vitale to do one of my games. Like, that's my goal. Like, <laughs> that's classic. That's the best dad I ever did it, Dickie V. That, you know I mean? So, like, you know what I mean? So, all that did again was like more fire under me. You know what I mean? Again, to go on what you're saying, like, you can't let other people project their fears because that's all they're doing is projecting what they're afraid to do onto you. If they can't right. do it, then, nigga, you can't do it either if I couldn't do it. Right. And, like, you just, you can't let that you can't let that rock, man. And you ain't got you ain't got to prove to them verbally in the moment. You ain't got to get into a verbal argument and prove to them why you can. Just no. do, do it. Just just keep grinding. You prove it by doing it. You prove it by doing it. And if you do it, people will show up along the way and tell you you're doing. So that's the saying. I think somebody said that shit. If you want your car fixed, all you gotta do is get out and start fixing it. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody to help you, just start fixing it. People are gonna stop you and help you fix your car. But if you sit uh, people are going to drive right by you. <laughs> and that's the saying. And I want kids to know that. You know what I'm saying? Dreams and stay after it. So we have Fresno, Jerry T, you doing your thing. So give me a wild story for how this function. It's all love, man. I'm, I'm playing with Ray Ferralston, one of the New York City's best, you know what I mean? Greatest legend. I seen you yamming on Elton Brand one time. I was that. <laughs> That's what it is. We playing against Duke. You know what I mean? We playing against like all these great schools. Like we traveling around with our own plane. Um, we again, we in a situation where we should win a national championship on paper. We got like the best recruiting classes. Like you know what I mean? Actually, while, while Jerry was there in the five years, in the five years I was there, we sent more people to the NBA than any other school in the country, <laughs> including Duke, Kentucky. Like, and that's why I went there. Like. For that experience. So you got everything that you wanted from there. Including the kid. <laughs> oh, 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 that's where you had your first one at. My first one. So All right, now we're here. We got fatherhood. Right here. Right here. I, out. I get to I get to Fresno in July of ninety-five. My son was born the following September. Right away. You just you just ended to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? What happens? What goes down? So I'm 18 years old. I got a kid. 
You know what I mean? I got a kid with me. And like my 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 thought process was like, you know, whatever happens, I'm gonna make sure this kid is all right. You know what I mean? Like what? you know, and mind you, I, I was lucky enough, I loved his mom. It wasn't a situation where, you know what I mean, I just slid through something and that and an accident happened. Like Are you guys still together? No. <laughs> but, but I I gave him my best shot. When I said gave my best shot, I gave my best shot. <laughs> Hey, listen, I know how it is, man. I know how it is. But how long did it last, though? Because I know life had to get better from him. <laughs> you know what Yo, you know what, man? We, we we stayed together all the way through high school, all the way through college. And it was like, it, I did it so dirty because I was enjoying life, man. Like, mind you, again, we talk about where I came from. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I got I got pretty much anything I want at my disposal. Like, you know what I mean? And it's hard to say no. You know what I mean? So... I'm doing it dirty, just based off of me trying you to... Do. You don't give a dirty. fuck. Chicks are everywhere. You're bald and doing your thing. Exactly. Going. So after I'm done, I'm, about, I'm like, yo, you know, she held me down. Like, her mom's just like, you know, they helped, she helped us raise our kid. You know what I mean? It takes a village. And uh, I'm like, yo, I'm dirty if I, like, you know what I mean? I'm about to get paid if I just bounce. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> even though I didn't really think this was the one forever anymore. I'm like, I, I, I'm a marrier because I owe it to her. You know what I mean? Well, you did get married. So I married her, yeah. I, mar- I married her after college. Okay. So that, that lasted quick. That went real quick. For, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> 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 Hold on. So we the reason. <laughs> All right, so it went fast? Yeah, it went fast. That was, it was, <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, we, I go through college, man. We, you know, we had some great years, man. Like, I, it was it was amazing, man. Like, I went to Fresno State with seven All Americans, seven mm-hmm. seven high school All Americans, and so mm-hmm. my whole thing is like, you know, as far as scoring, it's, it's dudes out there that's so talented. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of the best scorers on the team, like, but I gotta stay on the floor, so I gotta find a niche. We had a dude named Tremaine mm-hmm. Fultz. Who, and the, he went to the league, but he was averaging like 14, 13, 14 rebounds a game, right? So when he left, it was like, okay, that's a void that needs to be filled. That's how I'm going to stay on the floor. I'm going to do what he did. And all the scoring and stuff, I figured that part out later. Like, you know what I mean? Because we got people who can do that. And so I just started rebounding, and that became my, my niche, man. Like, this nigga get every rebound. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you was on some Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace, and I was supposed to play D. Block your shit, dunk on you, and help the team win. Exactly, man. And I, I fucked around one night and had 35 rebounds in the game. And That's uh, great. and it was it's it's an NCAA record, 20 years old. Nobody got it yet. And That's the record. That's the record. 35 rebounds. I'm Larry, I've got a record, NCAA, 35 rebounds. Go look it up, and I gotta say it loud. And that's a, that's this, and you should be proud of. It. I can see like that's just <laughs> that's, that's it, it's ill because like you know what I mean like you know I got four boys right now you know what I mean and people still come up to me and talk to me about it in front of them about it you know what I mean and you know to see them be proud about it like you know what I mean like damn like my pops is that dude like you know what I mean and so like this is one of my it's, it's a great accomplishment man and it was awesome and uh, like that happened and then so. At the end of Fresno State, it was like, okay, all right, what's next? 
I'm thinking I'm gonna get drafted. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I, we, we go pretty far. We go to the tournament my senior year. We get bounced out. Um, my agent's like, yo, you can go late first, early second. You know what I mean? But you cannot go at all. Like, let's see what happens. So long story short, I don't end up getting drafted. But on draft night, right after the last pick, Denver calls. They're like, yo, we're bringing you in as a free agent. Pack your ship. You know what I mean? You have a ticket here, so-and-so. So I go to yeah, I tell people all a lot of times. Because I met a few players that made it that far, and they all, I feel like politics play a lot with the, with the athletes, and they get from, from school, placing, and all this dumb shit. But yeah, just continue, man, because you have that much potential and see that you think that this is going to happen, and you end up just saying, yo, come on, we get a tryout, or whatever the case may be. So go ahead, continue. Yeah, so Denver calls, and they bring me in. And it's pretty awesome, man. I, I, I call my guy Chester, man. I got, they got me a big-ass suite. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm staying in the hotel. And this is where I, this is where I messed up at. I tell, and I tell, I tell people all the time when I talk to kids at high school's camps, I went to Denver, and my whole frame of mind was like, if I hide, they won't be able to see what I can't do. And that was one of the, <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made because it was like, instead of showing them what I could do, I was like, I'll stay in the back of the line and they won't see that I'm, I can't dribble that good or I'm not a great shooter. You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll hide my, my, my stuff that I can't Hide your flaws instead of showing the good, the good shit you do so much. You know what I'm saying? Situating for the good shit instead of showing your flaws. I, I'm hiding from what you can do by looking at everybody else. Exactly. And the ill part about it is they knew what I could do because they brought me there. Right. <laughs> they, they needed a closer look at it. But I ain't showed him that because I was too insecure about what I couldn't do. You know what I mean? And that's and, and that happens. And that happens. And 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 for me, I call that mind fucking. In a fight, I don't mind fuck myself. And now, you know what I'm saying? People don't know. It's hard to get out of that. Once you get into that, that confidence, you know, we talk about, oh, that's grown, man. No, confidence. People can ruin your confidence, man. You have to fight to get it back. And when you get it back, it feels good. But sometimes it takes a while, man. It takes a while. I mean, you got you got these dudes just, just stroking, just hitting, you know what I mean, 10, 12, three-pointers in a row. I can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, if I don't go, then they won't know I can't do that. So I'm going to keep staying in the back of the line. You know what I mean? Figuratively speaking, I stayed in the back of the line pretty much the whole camp. You know what I mean? The preseason. You know what I mean? So eventually, they let me go. You know what I mean? And it was devastating, like, because now it's like this whole ride is like, oh, shit. Like, this whole ride from the day I left Rockland County... Like I've been on this tremendous ride, and it's like, oh shit! Now it's the first time. First like, it's my first time. I don't know what's next. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta face some adversity. Exactly, and I'm like, you know what I mean? And you go. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, real quick, yep. real quick. I hope the Zoom don't cut off. The audio's gonna cut off because we've been live, and they only give me sixty minutes. So we're going part two, but we're gonna finish this up. So we should be at a little bit, um, a little bit twenty minutes over. Shout out to real, we going to part two because I still don't know how this thing works with this phone, so I'm gonna get everything complete for now. So go to track two right now. All right. All right. Right here, we make all the mistakes. <laughs> all right, we still going. Go ahead, my brother. All good. Keep rocking or we get a new link or we good. We good. All right, so it's like um <clears throat> so it's like it's it's crazy because it's like it's the first time I don't know what's next. Like, you know what I mean? Cause even through all the adversity, it's like I was in school. Like my whole you know what I mean? 
you know, you lose a game or, you know what I mean, you, you have a bad game or something happens, it's like you still know what's next. You know what's happening tomorrow. When Denver gave me my plane ticket home, I didn't even know where I was going. Like, matter of fact, I, had, I didn't have a part. I gave up my part. I didn't have nowhere to go. I was I went and stayed with a girl. You were pretty much homeless, though. You didn't even plan. You didn't even plan for yourself not being on a team. Never thought about it. It never even crossed my mind. And I don't got no, like, I got, I got, uh, I got the little check that Denver cut me, which was next to nothing, and plus the per diem I saved. Like, I don't even got mm-hmm. enough to, like, put down, like, a real down payment on the crib enough. Like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, you got, you got lower class money. So this is not, like, money. <laughs> you don't got contract money. You know what I'm saying? Like, nine to five money. <laughs> so now it's like, yo, I, 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 so so I go back and I'm, I'm staying with a chicken Fresno or whatever, and I'm I'm depressed or trying to figure it out. Um, so my agent hits me. It's like, yo, you know, you know, overseas we go. You know what I mean? So my first job overseas was Korea. And how long did that happen? When did you got to Korea? How long before when you got cut, went home? <coughs> how long was it before that happened? So I got cut right before the first game in the NBA. So I think the games back then was started like late October. I got cut right before the first game. Um, I, I went through the two preseason, two or three preseason games. I got cut before the first opening season, and then uh, went home. I stayed with the, with the with the girl for about I was with her for about five six months. You know what I mean? I was working out, half ass working out. You know what I mean? Because I'm. I don't really got to go. I don't know what I'm working out for. You know what I mean? But I know mm-hmm. I got to stay in shape, so I'm kind of staying in shape. So you didn't really have confidence. You didn't know where you was going for real, for real. Because yeah. see, after that, you was just like, yo, this is over with. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Right now. You know what I mean? I got a degree. My, I got a degree in speech communication, but I don't even know what my degree is what it's for, really. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of college kids. That's from what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, thing. Yeah, so I know, I know so how it is. I, I I get the uh I get the call. I'm going to Korea. I go over there, and when you talk about culture shock, I'm like, yo, they had us in this big on this big campus. And from a basketball standpoint, it was love because there wasn't nothing to do. Nobody spoke English. They gave me a translator, and there was one other American over there who's older. You know, what I mean, he shot, he looked out, and um, it wasn't really nothing to do. Just play basketball. And mm-hmm. like, I ain't come out. Like, my whole thing was like, I need to get in the league. So I'm not even tr- tripping about what's going on outside of Korea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I do that for a couple years, man. I, I go to Korea. I went to um, Greece. I went to, and I'm having these great experiences, but I'm not really enjoying them because I'm not loving the situation I'm in. So it's like, uh, right. I'm taking it for granted. You know what I mean? I'm not getting out and seeing all the stuff these other coaches got to have. So when I realized, like, you know, I ended up in a couple other camps. I went to Boston, Dallas over the years, um, went to their camps, didn't work out. And then so I get overseas and I'm like, yo, okay, I got to start enjoying this. I got I got to start, you know what I mean? Let me let me get outside. Let me start learning. Let me start, you know what I mean? And then I got to explore and I start meeting people and I start going out and, like, becoming part of their cultures and, like, learning about them. And it was amazing. Like, I'm seeing the whole fucking world, Rashid, like, you know what I mean? I'll, when you get dribbling on the basketball, from dribbling the basketball. So when you get a chance, check this out. Check out, um, watch, uh, watch Sky's the Limit on YouTube. I put together a little thing. 
about me overseas is, is called Sky's the Limit. And I'm so, going to check like, that out. I'm definitely going to check that out. Before yeah. the <laughs> joint come out, yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm recording all this stuff. I'm overseas and it's, it's dope. So then I get a call to go over to Australia. And I get to Australia, right. man. And now I'm in a place I speak English. Every team is on the uh, coast, so I live on a beach. Like, I'm getting real paper now. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, now everything is loved. Now, I love it here. Like, I'll stay here forever. I got, I brought my, my oldest son at the time. I brought him over with me. So he's living with me in Australia. Like, it was, it was awesome. And that's where the girl and shit was born, too. I always wanted to have sex with an Australian girl. I wanted to talk like that from the movies. <laughs> but naked. Robin, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not making it. I'm in Australia with some chicks that talk like that, with that voice, and I'm butt naked with a lot of gray hair. Hey, hey, Rob, and the culture over there is different. Like over there, the women are the aggressors. Like they, they make the first shot. The women over there, they, you got it. When you go, you know how like over here, the dudes is pulling on the girls' hands when they walk into the club and touching their elbows. Mm-hmm. And the girls. That's how the dudes are over there. They're like, yo, get up. Like, <laughs> let me see who I'm going to leave with. Oh, oh, man. And people, because people, are, we, because Americans are so conceited and so egotistical, we think that the way we do things is the right way and the only way. Well, the only way, nah. And then you go see the other side of the world or read a few books, and you see that people do things different. But Americans want to think that we all got to do things the way we do things over here. Look, America is so far behind, Rock. Yo, I tell you, when I talk it, like the, the music, the skinny, everything from text. They was texting. I was in France when I got my first text. And I'm like, yo, why are these people texting me? Just call me. Like, and then I got back to the States and everybody was texting. Like, everything I experienced overseas, I experienced it over there first. And then I come back home for the summer and then it'll hit over here. Like, we lay on everything. We think we first. We not. Like, we the only ones who don't travel. We the only ones who only speak one language. Like, right. we're so far behind, like, our minds is, like, in this box that when you get to travel, like, I tell anybody, you get to travel, man, like, don't pass it up. And it's crazy because people think you can't do it because it seemed like a, a million years away. It's closer to fly from New York to, 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 uh, to, to Europe than it is to fly to California. And, 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 and just, and, and cross the same. Like, yeah, I travel because I was in jail. Shout out to, <laughs> but now I'm free. You know what I'm saying? And then the COVID hit, and so I had to derail my. Um, I went on one trip, so now you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to go again, and now I can't because now I'm scared. But now I'm like, fuck it. If we right, got, you gotta go. You gotta get off the resorts. You gotta go meet people. You gotta go have some people show you like what the real is. Like not the resort travel. Like you got, I mean that's cool and all. You gotta see, you gotta see the country. You gotta see how people live. Like it, it, it just opened your mind to so much. Like it's, like you know, like they say, oh, you no know, reading a book is like you know what I mean. Open your mind. Like traveling is probably the best experience you can ever have, man. Just having a conversation with somebody from another country, and 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 understanding like their point of view. And so you travel, you travel all over playing ball, mingling, and you had a beautiful experience. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't married at this time? Nah. Well, the first marriage I went through, we went to war. When I say we went to war, because the money got involved. And so it's like, I took care of her. I took care of the kids or whatever. But 
the first crib I bought when I came back to uh, Fresno, the first crib I bought was a six bedroom and I bought a Porsche, a Porsche truck. And that's major, because I'm still trying to get that. And uh, it, it was actually pretty stupid, because it was just me. Like, I didn't need all that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but. No, did you play with Mike Mack? You said what? Did you play with Mike Mack or Mike Mack is unmuted? Yeah, Mike Mack was younger than me, but he played on my squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just at Mike Mac, Mike Mac house, and Mike Mac got some big old shit with a movie theater, and I was over there like just so impressed. I started to do an episode of MTV Cribs, but I felt inappropriate because I. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Mike Mac. Me and him is cool today, and yeah, I just brought that up because I know he's from Nyack, and he had he had um, a pretty good career too. No, that's my guy. Yeah, he played with us. He was a sophomore my senior year. Um, he, I think he he won at the county center with us, or my junior year. Mm -hmm. So he went at the county center with us. Um, yeah, he, he went on and played D1 football. You know what I mean? Like, Mac, yeah, he did the thing. No, he was pretty good. He was fucking good, man. He's a tough guy, man. He punched me in the face one day. So I always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got away. He punched me right in the fucking temple when I had to play football that weekend. And I'm trying to explain to people, like, yo, my temple was swollen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your eye. Your eyes start hurting. Your eyes start hurting. You know what I'm saying? When you get punched right here, it's like, Ah, uh, man, you, you ever caught the earlobe joint? Your whole earlobe swell up? <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful that I never, I, I got in trouble, so I didn't get a chance to get beat up like that. But yeah, that's nasty. When they got that earlobe function, it's a nasty thing, man. It's a nasty, nasty thing. I'm glad I don't have that. No, for so, sure, for sure. So we out, we out across seas. You're experiencing the women. You're experiencing the life. You're making a living. You're making a decent living at what you're doing. You're buying cribs. You got Porsches. So you're going through life. How many kids you got? I got four. Well, today I got four boys. At the time I had two. Where, where, where we at? Where we talking about? I got two. I met my. Uh, I met my second wife. She was from England, and she was playing professional volleyball over in Australia, actually. And so uh, she was. I mean, a six footer. I never had that. I never had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, so everybody. Six, six foot athlete. You know what I mean? So now I got two boys with her. And these two are monsters. Like these two kids are monsters. They they both gonna be crazy. They ball and everything they ain't in the basketball court? Yeah, yeah, man. My my seven year old, I know he's seven, everybody thinks this seven year old is the, but this dude is gifted. He's incredible. Like I, like he's man. How was how is the um, let's talk about fatherhood, okay, because I gotta capture everything. I, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about you being a father, you being a black man. Coming from where you're coming from, being able to experience both sides of the fence and being a leader in, you know, whatever you're doing and, and being a first of his kind and a lot of things you're doing. Because I know you got, you know, you're playing around guys that have been through similar experiences. So as an assistant coach, you know what I'm saying, they got to be able to relate to that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because that's real shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to preach about it, talk about it. Like, I know, I know, I understand. I don't even have to, you know what I'm saying? And then... You're dealing with the other side. You know, that's those kind of guys that didn't necessarily experience what's going on in the world today, what's happening. Breonna Taylor, Justice George Floyd, uh, people killed in the street. And then the thing is for me, which changed things for me because I did all that dumb shit. And I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but I'm not trying to promote my bullshit. Now, what I'm saying is I got kids and we got kids. So let's talk to the kids real quick. How about being a father and what do we got to talk to our kids about? in today's time in 2020, because life is so uncertain. And I don't really know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm laughing, it's just like a nervous chuckle. 
But just talk about that real quick. Yo, this, this shit is incredible, man. Like, my oldest son is 24. That shit is crazy. I, I can't believe it. Even saying that, my oldest son is 24 years old. My youngest is four. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, 24, 16, 7, and 4. You know what I mean? And my, my 24-year-old pretty much was raised with me, traveled overseas with me, got to see the whole world and everything. Um, he was still in college. He's a college life. I don't know when he's going to finish. We'll figure it out. But... Um, one of the things I did is we do this, like my, my 24 and 16 year old, they, they both live in Fresno still. So what I do is we get on these podcasts and, uh, I mean, these, these zoom calls and we have conversations just like this. Right. <clears throat> and I'm thinking about, you know, maybe publishing them, putting them out on YouTube, but it's really, you cool. son? huh? When your son? Yeah. Me and my sons, we do it. It's three yeah, of them. That's a hell of an idea, man. Yep. So it's a good and, thing to do and people need to see that. And so what I do is I'm able to pass gems to them that I don't even know I got, but they pass mm -hmm. gems to me too. Cause at 16 and 24, they got a whole different perspective on what was, was going on out here. And so like, my way is the only way. So they teach me too. And we had these conversations and, you know, we talk about, we talk about different things. Like we talk about where I came from and we talk like, you know, you know, you know, I love my mom and my grandma and the people before, and I know they had these struggles, but we don't got a lot to be proud about before that. But like, you know, I was absolutely luckily blessed to be put in a position to change the, gen you know what I mean, to, to, to stop the generational curse. And now it's the job <clears throat> to keep this shit going. You know what I mean? And so I put that on them, like, yo, I don't care if you're a millionaire or whatever, like, it's a, you, you need to be happy and, and you need to teach your kids how to keep this shit going. You know what I mean? And so we had these conversations and we talk about, you know, the Breonna Taylors and the George Floyds and the justice systems and what happens if you get stopped by cops. And, you know, I mean, we, we have all these different conversations and it's, uh, there's no manual to being a father, man. Like my whole, my whole thing is just like, you know, I'm, I'm honest with them and, you know, I try and teach them the right way. I, I don't bring the hammer down and be like, you gotta be this way. Like I won't let them fall. Like I got a net for them. Come here, my guy. Come here, come here. Come around here, come around. Here. Come here. Don't be shot. <laughs> this is my four year old. He's shot. He's a giant. Hey, how you doing? I got a three year old. And <laughs> seven year old. You want to say hi? No, he's out. All right. I ain't trying to get on camera. But, like, my whole thing is, like, just be a good example. Whenever I'm thinking about doing something crazy or doing something that's probably, you know, not going to be a good look, I think about if I got to explain this to them. How am I going to explain it to them? And that, that just kept me on the right path so much. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, again, you usually got a choice before you do something. You know what I mean? And sometimes if you think you don't nobody care, it's easy to, like, who care? Who, who am I affecting? I'll go do this. Do this. Right, 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 man. I'm, you, I'm, you hit home with a lot you said today, and I'm thinking a lot about what you're saying. So please keep talking. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if, I, if I'm about to do something that's a little bit left, and it's like, this is funny. It might not hurt nobody, but just or not that 10% that I fuck up, and just get out. I don't want to have to explain this to them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. uh, I'm definitely not perfect. You know what I mean? I definitely done my done my, my dirt. I definitely done dumb shit. Um, luckily, none of it has, you know, put me in a situation where, you know, I had to answer to nobody. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I tell them, man. It's like, yo, just keep your freedom, man. Like, you know, like, you can speak to it firsthand, man. Like, like my brother, like me and my brother are super close right now, and he, I don't know, you know, you know my brother James, James Daniel. Yeah, you know, I don't know him, know him, but I know of him. Yeah, yeah. So I know. 
Yeah, so, you know, because of the situations he's been in, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's been one of those situations. Where he's he's younger. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's younger. Yeah, I was in jail when he was coming up. But, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's like, you know, he, he just got off. He just got off papers, and he had to answer these people for so long. And I talked to him about him. It's like, you know, look, this is all the things you have around you. It's not always look and see, you know, what is going right with people. Sometimes you can learn from people that's not – that, that, that hit a wrong turn, you know what I mean? That hit a bump. You can learn from the bump they hit and you can learn from the recovery they make, you know what I mean? Because now my brother right. great, you know what I mean? He got businesses, like, he, you know what I mean? He's moving and shaking. And uh, he always been that type of guy, though. See, that's what I think. See, you, you end up doing the wrong thing and I try to tell people, and, you know, people will try to make you think like that. They try to tell you, they try to keep you there. They try to keep you stuck there. And for you can believe it, you know what I'm saying? You can believe it or you can... Don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? But you have the right people around you to, to turn that over. So now you're saying he's doing his own thing, got businesses. And for me, that type of mindset is something I don't even know. I'm just from outside looking in. It's something we always seen. So it's about directing the energy into the right way. And that's why I try to tell kids, and even if we make mistakes because we can't reach everybody, whenever you get the chance to change it, all you got to do is stop. All you got to stop and go a different direction. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's how easy it is. And the other thing, the other thing that's, is, is, is help somebody else. Like, you don't know how therapeutic, you don't know how much you're helping yourself when you help somebody else. Like, one of the things I teach kids is like, if I teach a kid a move, a basketball move, right, and I got, a, you know, a group of kids, I'll get that kid that I just taught that move to to teach somebody else. Because when he can teach somebody else that move, then he really knows. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exactly, true. When you can teach somebody something, you can talk about it out loud. I always say, like, when I read something, how I know I know it is I start telling you about it. Even if you don't want to, like, I just call you and start running my mouth about the subject. That's how I retain it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I got to talk and see myself doing it. And that's the same thing. And that's not just teaching a basketball move or a football move or, or a boxing move or nothing. That, that going with anything. Like, if you got information that you can help somebody with, help somebody because you're helping yourself. You know what I mean? You're helping yourself every time you help somebody. Like, you know what I mean? And like, and, and don't think about how big it is, how small it is, or if anybody else sees you helping. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. And that's what I try to do, man. We started this this, this thing called Rock on Legacy. Me, Chester, uh, Phelps, and Steve Canal. You know what I mean? We was three high school teammates. Steve is doing great. He's uh, he's down in New Orleans. And he does, uh, you know, follow him on uh, on on Instagram. You know what I mean? Um, he got he's a he's a he's an author. He got he got a book out. And he, and uh, what kind of book is it? Fiction, nonfiction? Uh, it's a, it's not. So basically, it's is is what's it called? It's called uh, damn, I got it around here somewhere. Um, damn, what's Steve's? Uh, I want I want everybody to know it. Let me look at it real quick. But um. And uh, Chester works for ESPN right now, and uh, we we started this thing called Rock and Huh? That's cool shit. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So the, the brand executive is his book. Is is what he is. He, he's he's called, called brand executive. Yeah. And what is that about? About business? It's about what? It's 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 a it's about promoting yourself. Everything we're talking about right now, the last twenty minutes that we've been talking about, is all about that. About how to uplift other people and uplifting yourself at the same time. You know what I mean? Not just oh, man, I gotta talk to them too. I got to talk to him too, man. See if you can help me out. You got a book. I have a book segment. I'm trying to organize everything, but I have a book segment too. I would love to talk to him. Those things, I'm saying, if you can give me 15 minutes, 
I would love to see his book. I'll order it and then I can read it and then we can talk about it. And you know what I'm saying? I always like to inform people and keep people informed because people don't know I love to read and I think everybody got to keep reading because shit is really weird right now. Look up Steve Canal when you get off with me, man. Like the dude, the dude is incredible. He's, he's from Nyack. Steve Canal, oh well. And he's, he's, he's done he's done amazing things and he continues to do amazing things in the community. And then Chester Phelps as well. You know, my high school teammate, my best friend, my brother. You know what I mean? He's uh he's he's out in the city, but he stays um he stays in Rockland trying to do trying to help out. And um, he works for ESPN right now. And uh, man, we started this too, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, I got to plug myself in, man. See if I can talk to the out of ESPN. I got to look this up, and I got to see what's going on. But, yeah, man, anybody doing major important things that the, the youth need to know, and it doesn't matter to me. I just want people to know that no matter where it's at, man, you can make things happen, man. And that's the only thing I'm trying to do with my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do something. You know what I'm saying? We got to do something. We got to get back something. And your life, and if you can't get back now, sometimes your life can be a lesson or a testament to other people. 100%. 100%. And still- another thing, my brother, after the Clippers, first of all, you're supposed to tell me about, there you go, there you go. <laughs> so first of all, tell me about the, tell me about the, the book first. So, so, uh, so, no, so what we did, we started this thing called, uh, called Rockland Legacy. And all right. what, we do, what we do is we bring back people, pretty much how, what you're doing right now, you know, talking to people, we bring them back. We we bring bringing these guys back to the high schools, right? You know what I mean? We'll we'll ask you know four or five people who've done well. Um, you don't got to be a superstar. Just you know doing all right, something that you can share. And we'll put them on a panel in front of uh, in front of kids at a high school, you know, in Rockland County schools. And we'll have to talk to the <laughs> we'll have them talk to the kids and they'll have questions. You know what I mean? Uh, we're giving out scholarships. You know what I mean? We had some big stuff on the horizon before COVID hit. We was gonna take some kids to the Nick game. Um, <clears throat> we got some big plans coming up, man. Um, and we got a, we got an IG page too, Rockin' Legacy. Check it out. And it's Rockin' Legacy. I think I did. I think I glanced it one time. I don't know by accident or not, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. And you live out in LA right now. You out in LA right now, right? I'm in LA. Yep. What's next? What's next? What's next? LA Clippers next year. I know, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of, you got a busy off season. I don't know how it's gonna work, cause it looks short. It looks short. Everything looks short. We'll be back before January hooping. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, it's kind of like if, if LA lose, then it's good, cause now you got the bubble champs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if LA wins, then it's like, oh, y'all underachieve. But if LA lose, y'all don't look bad. You see what I'm saying? No, I hear you, I hear you. I mean, we, we look bad regardless, and we gotta own that and, and come right come right back, man. See, that's the coach of you. That's the coach of you. That's taking accountability and standing on it. That's what you t- and that's what you should say. That's what you should say. <laughs> and so what's man. next for Larry? What's next for Larry Anthony, man? man? Just keep learning and growing, man. Like I'm, I'm in a great situation out here. I got a great staff. You got Ty Lue, Sam Cassell, Doc Rivers. I'm learning from the best. Jerry West. Hold on for a sec. Hold up. We got, you know, Ty Lue. Uh, Ali dysfunctional, yo. Ali <laughs> dysfunctional. Yo, chill out. That's exactly right? like, like what life is, man. Like, oh. <laughs> so these dudes that I'm learning from, man, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a ton, man. Like, it's been an incredible experience, man. I'm, 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 high, I'm super blessed, and I'm going to keep learning from them. Um, you know, hopefully, you know what I mean? My goal by the time I'm 50, 52 years old is to be, have my own team. You know what I mean? 
and I'm gonna keep growing and climbing. Even if I don't make that goal, the journey, man, it's all about the journey. Set goals so you can reach, so you can enjoy the journey, so you can get that journey. If you get to experience that journey, man, that's that's more important than the than the end goal. Because the end goal, you think you know what you want. Half the time, you it's, it's not even what you think you want. It's the journey that it's about. And you know what's funny? You know, when I first looked at the story, and I first asked you, and you know, I was leaving little footnotes about your life and your story, and plus things that I already know. And it's like, that's what I said, man. This is a journey, man. This is a journey. This is a grind. And that's the point of me telling this story because it's a grind, man. You see my guy, he went from the hill to nine to the hill to a regular school. This is not New Jersey prep or whatever the schools are. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't start out. Nobody trained him to be a basketball star at five years old. You know what I'm saying? He, got, he, he, he ended up. He started playing and he started following his dreams. He went to Fresno State, one of the most one of the most important colleges of our generation. Now you are a coach for the Clippers. You toured overseas. You got incredible life experience, and you got so much to contribute to our boys and girls growing up today, especially in this difficult time. I salute you, my brother. Thank you. We got amazing footage, and we got so much shit we ain't even get to. So much, we can do this for a couple more days, right? Hey, I'm gonna tell you, man. Don't stop what you're doing, my guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what you're doing, like, it'll start with Rockland, man, and it'll go so much bigger. Like, uh, you know, we talk about my journey. My my journey started off trying to be the best player to play in the cage. You know, remember the cage in the back of the hill, one way in, one way out. Yeah, that was the that was the cage. That was the cage. And I couldn't even play basketball back then, but yeah. But, but, but look, but like, like this is what, that was all I wanted. All I wanted to do was to be the best in the cage. Once I once I did that, then I wanted to be the best in Spring Valley. Then I wanted to be the best in Rockland. Then I wanted to be the best in New York. Then I wanted to be the best in the U.S. Like, you know what I mean? It grow, man. Like, boom. And, 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 and I'm watching you do this from organic, you know what I mean? From organic. Like, don't stop, bro. Like, you, you got, you want the sun right here? And like you said, man, it's the journey. You know what I mean? Set your goals, keep it moving, man. You want to something, and I'm gonna support you 100%. Man, I thank you. I love you. We are gonna chop it up again. I love. I got so much foot. I'm excited. I'm gonna be up all night to put this together. By the time people wake up, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And shit, man. I so much you just did, man. You just put highly dysfunctional on the map, and I appreciate you, my brother. Peace and love. Shout out to the real. We gotta do the high dysfunctional side off. We can talk on the phone. <laughs> Love Shout you out. Night, bro. You and Avenue, Slit Avenue all day. Rockland County, Larry Avenue, assistant coach, LA Clippers. Look up his story, watch this video, show your kids, be inspired to be great. Life is impossible, but the impossible happens. Thanks a lot, my brother. Peace and love. My God. Yeah, I'm emotional. It's gonna be so good. I'm so. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. All right, my guy. That's your gift. Don't let anybody detect you from that gift. Do your grades. Do the right thing because I want you to be the best and whatever you do. Don't take all day or nothing you do. So, but if you can play ball, don't let people that never did that, never made it to that type of level, deter you from having that dream and from taking it serious. And I, that's that's got to put that in real quick. A hundred percent. You know, I, I tell a quick, quick, quick story before I, I go back. Go back to tenth grade. We had a, we at the end of us my, my our uh, us, our basketball season, and we had our dinner. And one of the parents at the table, she goes, "Hey, Larry, you think about college? What college do you want to go to?" 
And I said, I don't know, you know, I would love to go to like a, a temple or something like that, or you know what I mean? And my, my high school coach at the time says, Larry, come on, man, be realistic. Like, <laughs> a real story, not a rap song. Be realistic, Larry, come on, like, bring it down a little bit. Like, when I say I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed as hell. Like, I got the, I got all these white parents sitting at the table, like, you know what I mean? I, they, they didn't, they didn't, they face didn't change, but to me, they all going, <coughs> you know what I mean? And, but I knew what was ahead of me. I knew what I wanted. And I wasn't gonna, like you just said, I wasn't gonna let nobody else deter me because he couldn't do it. I wasn't gonna let him put his insecurities and his fears on me. You know what I mean? I want to go to a big school. I want to play with my name on my back. And I want, right. I want, I want Dave, uh, Dick Vitale to do one of my games. Like, that's my goal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. That's the best dad I ever did at Dickie V. That, you know what I mean? So, like, you know what I mean? So, all that did again was like more fire under me. You know what I mean? Again, to go on what you're saying, like, you can't let other people project their fears on because that's all they're doing is projecting what they're afraid to do onto you. If they can't right. do it, then, nigga, you can't do it either if I couldn't do it. Right. And, like, you just, you can't let that you can't let that rock, man. And you ain't got you ain't got to prove to them verbally in the moment. You ain't got to get into a verbal argument and prove to them why you can. Just no. do, do it. Just just keep grinding. You prove them by doing it. You prove them by doing it. And if you do it, people will show up along the way and tell you you're doing. So that's insane. I think somebody said that shit. If you want your car fixed, all you gotta do is get out and start fixing it. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody to help you, just start fixing it. People are gonna stop you and help you fix your car. But if you sit in the car, people are gonna drive right by you. you know and that's the saying, I want kids to know that. You know what I'm saying? Dreams and stay after it. So we have Fresno, Jerry T, you doing your thing. So give me a story for how this function. It's all love, man. I'm, I'm playing with Ray Ferralston, one of the New York City's best, you know what I mean? Greatest legends. I seen you yamming on Elton Brand one time. I was that. <laughs> That's what it is. We playing against Duke. You know what I mean? We playing against like all these great schools. Like we traveling around with our own plane. Um, we again, we in a situation where we should win a national championship on paper. We got like the best recruiting classes. Like you know what I mean? Actually, while, while Jerry was there in the five years, in the five years I was there, we sent more people to the NBA than any other school in the country, mm -hmm. including Duke, Kentucky. Like, and that's why I went there. Like. For that experience. So you got everything that you wanted from there, including the kid. <laughs> my, oh, 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 so, oh, oh, that's where you had your first one at. My first one. So, all right, now we here. We got fatherhood right here. Right I'm day. out. I get to I get to Fresno in July of '95. My son was born the following September. Right away, you just. You just ended to win it. So what happens? What happens? What goes down? So I'm 18 years old. I got a kid. You know what I mean? I got a kid with me. And like my my my, my thought process was like, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to make sure this kid is all right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, and mind you, I, I was lucky enough. I loved his mom. It wasn't a situation where, you know what I mean? I just slid through something and, that, and an accident happened. Like, Are you guys still together? No, <laughs> but, but I, I gave him my best shot. I, when I said I gave him my best shot, I gave him my best shot. <laughs> hey, listen, I know how it is, man. I know how it is. Oh, but how long did it last, though? Because I know life 
had to get better from here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, you know what, man? We, we, we stayed together all the way through high school, all the way through college. And it was like, it, I did it so dirty because I was enjoying life, man. Like, mind you, again, we talk about where I came from. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I got I got pretty much anything I want at my disposal. Like, you know what I mean? And it's hard to say no. You know what I mean? So I'm doing it dirty just based off of me trying you to... You don't give a fuck. Chicks are everywhere. You're balding, doing your thing. Exactly. Going... So after I'm done, I'm, about, I'm like, yo, you know, she held me down. Like her mom's was like, you know, they helped. She helped us raise our kid. You know what I mean? It takes a village, and uh, I'm like, yo, I'm dirty if I like, you know, what I mean, I'm about to get paid if I just bounce, like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, even though I ain't really think this was the one forever anymore, I'm like, I, I, I'm a marrier because I owe it to her. You know what I mean? So you did get married. So I married her. Yeah, I, mar- I married her at the college. Okay. So that, that lasted quick. That went real quick for, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So we're the reason. <laughs> All right, so we're fast? Yeah, we're fast. That was, it was, <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. So uh, um, we, I go through college, man. We, you know, we had some great years, man. Like, I, it was, it was amazing, man. Like, I went to Fresno State with seven All-Americans, seven, mm-hmm. seven high school All-Americans. And so mm-hmm. my whole thing is like, you know, as far as scoring, it's, it's dudes out there that's so talented. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of the best scorers on the team, like, but I got to stay on the floor. So I got to find a niche. We had a dude named Tremaine mm-hmm. Folks who, and he went to the league, but he was averaging like 14, 13, 14 rebounds a game, right? So when he left, it was like, okay, that's a void that needs to be filled. That's how I'm going to stay on the floor. I'm going to do what he did. And all the scoring and stuff, I figured that part out later. Like, you know what I mean? Because we got people who can do that. And so I just started rebounding. That became my, my niche, man. Like, this nigga get every rebound. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You was on some Dennis Robin, Ben Wallace, and that was your portion. Play D, block your shit, dunk on you, and help the team win. Exactly, man. And I, I fucked around one night and had 35 rebounds in the game. And uh, and it was it's it's an NCAA record, twenty years old. Nobody got it yet. And that's record. That's the record. Thirty five rebounds. Boy, Lamb got a record. NCAA thirty five rebounds. Go look it up. And I gotta say it loud. And that's a, that's this. And you should be proud of. It. I can see like that's. Just, <laughs> that's it's ill because like you know what I mean like you know I got four boys right now. You know what I mean. And people still come up to me and talk to me about it in front of them about it you know what i mean and you know to see them be proud about it like you know what i mean like damn like my pops is that dude like you know what i mean and so like this is one of my it's, it's a great accomplishment man and it was awesome and uh like that happened and then so at the end of fresno state it was like okay all right what's next i'm thinking i'm gonna get drafted like you know what i mean i'm I, we we go pretty far we go to the tournament my senior year we get bounced out um, my agent's like, yo, you can go late first, early second, you know what I mean? But you cannot go at all. Like, let's see what happens. So, long story short, I don't end up getting drafted. But on draft night, right after the last pick, Denver calls. They're like, yo, we're bringing you in as a free agent, package ship, you know what I mean? You have a ticket here, so and so. So I go to. And I tell people, hold up a lot of times, because I met a few players that made it that far, and they all, I feel like politics play a lot. With the, with the athletes and they get from, from school placing and all this dumb shit 
Well, yeah, just continue, man, because you have that much potential and see that you think that this is going to happen and you end up just saying, you go, come on, we get a tryout or whatever the case may be. So, go ahead, continue. Yeah, so Denver calls and they bring me in. And it's pretty awesome, man. I, I, I call my guy Chester, man. I got, they got me a big ass suite. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm staying in the hotel. And this is where I, this is where I messed up at. I tell and I tell I tell people all the time when I talk to kids at high schools camps. I went to Denver and my whole frame of mind was like, if I hide, they won't be able to see what I can't do. And that was one of, <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made because it was like instead of showing them what I could do, I was like, I'll stay in the back of the line. And they won't see that I'm, I can't dribble that good, or I'm not a great shooter. You know what I mean? I, I'll, I'll hide my 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 stuff that I hide can't your flaws instead of showing the good the good shit you do so much. You know what I'm saying? Situating for the good shit instead of showing your flaws, like, uh, hiding from what you can do by looking at everybody else. Exactly. And the ill part about it is they knew what I could do because they brought me there. Right. <laughs> they, they needed a closer look at it. But I ain't showed him that because I was too insecure about what I couldn't do. You know what I mean? And that's and, and that happens. And that happens. And 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 for me, I call that mind fucking. In a fight, I don't mind fuck myself. And now, you know what I'm saying? People don't know it's hard to get out of that. Once you get in that, and confidence, you know, we talk about, oh, that's grown, man. No, confidence, people can ruin your confidence. But you have to fight to get it back. And when you get it back, it feels good. But sometimes it takes a while, man. It takes a while. I mean, you got you got these dudes just, just stroking, just hitting, you know what I mean, 10, 12, three-pointers in a row. I can't do that, right? You know what I mean? So I'm like, if I don't go, then they won't know I can't do that. So I'm going to keep staying in the back of the line, you know what I mean? Figuratively speaking, I stayed in the back of the line pretty much the whole camp, you know what I mean, in the preseason, you know what I mean? So eventually, they let me go, you know what I mean? And it was devastating, like, because now it's like this whole ride is like, oh, shit. Like, this whole ride from the day I left Rockland County... Like I've been on this tremendous ride, and it's like, oh shit! Now it's the first it's time. First like, it's my first time. I don't know what's next. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta face some adversity. Exactly, and I'm like, you know what I mean? And you go hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, real quick, yep. real quick. I hope that the Zoom don't cut off. The audio's gonna cut off because we've been live, and they only give me sixty minutes. So we're going part two, but we're gonna finish this up. So we should be at a little bit, um, a little bit twenty minutes over. Shout out to real. We going to part two. I still don't know how to stay work with this phone, so I'm gonna get everything complete for now. So go to track two right now. All right. All right. Right here, we make all the mistakes. <laughs> all right, we still going. Go ahead, my brother. All good. Keep rocking or we get a new link or we good. We good. All right, so it's like um so it's like it's it's crazy because it's like it's the first time I don't know what's next. Like, you know what I mean? Because even through all the adversity, it's like I was in school. Like my whole you know what I mean? You know, you lose a game or you know what I mean you, you have a bad game or something happened, it's like you still know what's next, you know what's happening tomorrow. When Denver gave me my plane ticket home, I didn't even know where I was going. Like, matter of fact, I didn't have a part. I gave up my part. I didn't have nowhere to go. I was I went and stayed with a girl. You were pretty much homeless. Like, you know, I, yeah, I yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you didn't even plan. You had you didn't even plan for yourself not being on a team. Never thought about it. It never even crossed my mind. And I don't got no like I got I got uh, I got the little check that Denver cut me, which was next to nothing, and plus the per diem I saved. Like I don't even got mm -hmm. enough to like put down like a real down payment on the crib or nothing. Like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, you got, you got, 
lower class money. So this is not like money. We don't got contract money. You know what I'm saying? Like nine to five money. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, yo, I'm back. So, so I go back and I'm, I'm staying with the chicken Fresno or whatever, and I'm, I'm depressed or trying to figure it out. Um, so my agent hits me. It's like, yo, you know, you know, overseas we go. You know what I mean? So my first job overseas was Korea. And how long did that happen? When did you got to Korea? How long before when you got cut, went home? <coughs> how long was it before that happened? So I got cut right before the first game in the NBA. So I think the games back then was started like late October. I got cut right before the first game. Um, I, I went through the two preseason, two or three preseason games. I got cut before the first opening season, and then uh, went home. I stayed with the, with the with the girl for about I was with her for about five six months. You know what I mean? I was working out, half ass working out. You know what I mean? Because I'm. I don't really got to go. I don't know what I'm working out for. You know what I mean? But I know mm-hmm. I got to stay in shape, so I'm kind of staying in shape. So you didn't really have confidence. You didn't know where you was going for real, for real. You didn't see, after that, you was just like, yo, this is over with. Yeah, because I'm like, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Right now. Now. You know what I mean? I got a degree. I got a degree in speech communication, but I don't even know what my degree is what it's for, really. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot of college kids. That's from what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of, uh, thing. Yeah, so I know. I know so how it is. I, I, I get the uh I get the call, I'm going to Korea. I go over there and when you talk about culture shock, I'm like, yo, they had us in this big camp on a big campus. And from a basketball standpoint, it was love because it wasn't nothing to do. Nobody spoke English. They gave me a translator and there was one other American over there who's older, you know, what I mean he shot, he looked out. And um it wasn't really nothing to do, just play basketball. And mm-hmm. like, I ain't come out. Like, my whole thing was like, I need to get in the league. So I'm not even tr- tripping about what's going on outside of mm-hmm. Korea. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I do that for a couple of years, man. I, I go to Korea. I went to um, Greece. I went to, and I'm having these great experiences, but I'm not really enjoying them because I'm not loving the situation I'm in. So it's like, uh, right. I'm taking it for granted. You know what I mean? I'm not getting out and seeing all the stuff these other cultures got to have. So when I realized, like, you know, I ended up in another, a couple other camps. I went to Boston, Dallas over the years, um, went to their camps, didn't work out. And then so I get overseas and I'm like, yo, okay, I got to start enjoying this. I got I to gotta start, you know what I mean? Let me let me get outside. Let me start learning. Let me start, you know what I mean? And then I got to explore and I start meeting people and I start going out and, like, becoming part of their cultures and, like, learning about them. And it was amazing. Like, I'm seeing the whole fucking world, Rashid, like, you know what I mean? I'll, when you get from dribbling on a basketball. From dribbling a basketball. So when you get a chance, check this out. Check out, um, watch uh, watch Sky's the Limit on YouTube. I put together a little thing about me overseas. It's, it's called Sky's the Limit. And I'm so going to check like, that out. I'm going to check that out. Before yeah. the <clears throat> joint come out, yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm recording all this stuff. I'm overseas and it's, it's dope. So then I get a call to go over to Australia. And I get to Australia, right. man, and now I'm in a place that speaks English. Every team is on the uh, coast, so I live on a beach. Like, I'm getting mm-hmm. real paper now. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, now everything is loved. Now, I love it here. Like, I'll stay here forever. I got, I brought my, my oldest son at the time. I brought him over with me. So he's living with me in Australia. Like, it was it was awesome. And that's where the girl was born, too. I always wanted to have sex 
with an Australian girl. I wanted to talk like that from the movies. <laughs> Butt naked, throbbing. <laughs> Yo, Aust- I'm not making it to Australia with some chicks that talk like that, with that voice, and I'm butt naked with a lot of gray hair. Hey, hey, Rob, and the culture over there is different. Like, over there, the women are the aggressors. Like, they they make the first shot. The women over there, they, you got it. When you go, you know how, like, over here, the dudes is pulling on the girls' hands when they're walking through the club and touching their elbows and the girls. That's how the dudes are over there. They're like, yo, get up. Like, <laughs> let me see who I'm going to leave with. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, and people, because people are, because Americans are so conceited and so egotistic, we think that the way we do things is the right way and the only way. The only way, nah. Then you go see the other side of the world or read a few books and you see that people do things different. But Americans want to think that we all got to do things the way we do things over here. Look, America is so far behind, right? I tell you when I talk to you, like, the, the music, the skinny, everything from tech. They was texting. I was in France when I got my first text. And I'm like, yo, why are these people texting me? Just call me. Like, and then I got back to the state and everybody was texting. Like, everything I experienced overseas, I experienced it over there first. And then I come back home for the summer and then it'll hit over here. Like, we lay on everything. We think we first. We not. Like, we the only ones who don't travel. We the only ones who only speak one language. Like, right. we so far behind, like, our minds is like in this box that when you get to travel, like I tell anybody, if you get to travel, man, like don't pass it up. And it's crazy because people think you can't do it because it seemed like a, a million years away. It's closer to fly from New York to 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 to, uh, to to Europe than it is to fly to California, and 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 just and and across the same. Like, yeah, I could travel because I was in jail. Shout out to. <laughs> but now I'm free, you know what I'm saying? And then the COVID hit, and so I had to derail my, um, I went on one trip, so now, you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to go again, and now I can't, because now I'm scared, but now I'm like, fuck it. If right, we right. You, you gotta go, you gotta get off the resorts, you gotta go meet people, you gotta go have some people show you, like, what the real is, like, not the resort travel, like, you gotta, I mean, that's cool, no. You gotta see, you gotta see the country. You gotta see how people live. Like, it, it, it just opened your mind to so much, like, it's, like, you know, like they say, oh, you no, know, reading a book is like, you know what I mean, open your mind, like, traveling is probably the best experience you could ever have, man. Just having a conversation with somebody from another country and, and, and understanding, like, their point of view. And... So you travel, you travel all over, playing ball, mingling, and you had a beautiful experience. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't married at this time? Nah, well... The first match I went to, we went to war. When I say we went to war, because the money got involved. And so it's like, I took care of her, I took care of the kids or whatever. But the first crib I bought when I came back to uh, Fresno, the first crib I bought was a six bedroom and I bought a Porsche, a Porsche truck. And that's major, because I'm still trying to get that. And uh, it, it was actually pretty stupid, because it was just me. Like, I didn't need all that. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But Yo, did you play with Mike Mack? You said what? Did you play with Mike Mack or Mike Mack is unbeatable? Yeah, Mike Mack was younger than me, but he played on my squad, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just at Mike Mack, Mike Mack house, and Mike Mack got some big old shit with a movie theater. And I was over there, like, just so impressed. I started to do an episode of MTV Cribs, but I felt inappropriate. But <laughs> well, shout out to Mike Mack. Me and him is cool today. 
And yeah, I just brought that up because I know he's from Nike. And he had, he had um, a pretty good career, too. No, that's my guy. Yep, he played with us. He was a sophomore my senior year. Um, he, I think he, he won at the county center with us, or my junior year. So he won at the county center with us. Um, yeah, he, he went on to play D1 football. Yeah, you know I mean, like Mike, yeah, he did the thing. Nah, he was pretty good. He was fucking good, man. He's a tough guy, man. He punched me in the face one day. So I always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got away. He punched me right in the fucking temple, and I had to play football that weekend. And I'm trying to explain to people, like, yo, my temple was swollen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and your eye, your eyes start hurting. And your eyes start hurting. You know what I'm saying? When you get punched right here, it's like, Ah, that's it, man. You, you haven't caught the earlobe joint, your whole earlobe swell up? <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful that I never, I, I got in trouble, so I didn't get a chance to get beat up like that. But yeah, that's nasty. When they got that earlobe function, it's a nasty thing, man. It's a nasty, nasty thing. I'm glad I don't have that. No, for so, sure, for sure. So we out, we out across seas. You're experiencing the women. You're experiencing the life. You're making a living. You're making a decent living at what you're doing. You're buying cribs. You got Porsches. So you're going through life. How many kids you got? I got four. Well, today I got four boys. At the time I had two. Where, where, where we at, where we talking about? I got two. I met my uh, I met my second wife. She was from England and she was playing professional volleyball over in Australia, actually. And so uh, she was. You know, I mean, a six footer. I never had that. I never had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this everybody. Six, six foot athlete. You know what I mean? So now I got two boys with her. And these two are monsters. Like these two kids are monsters. They they both gonna be crazy. They balling and everything. They ain't in the basketball court. Yeah, yeah, man. My my seven year old. I know he's seven. Everybody thinks they seven year old is, the, but this dude is gifted. He's incredible. Like I like he's man. How was how was the? Um, let's talk about fatherhood, okay? Because I gotta capture everything. I, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about you being a father. You being a black man. Coming from where you coming from, being able to experience both sides of the fence, and being a leader in you know whatever you're doing, and, and being the first of its kind in a lot of things you're doing. Because I know you got you know you're playing around guys that've been through some of the experiences. So as an assistant coach, you know what I'm saying they got to be able to relate to that a lot. You know what I'm saying because that's real shit. You know what I'm saying you ain't got to preach about it, talk about it. Like I know, I know, I understand. I don't even have to. You know what I'm saying, and then. You're dealing with the other side. You know, that's those kind of guys that didn't necessarily experience what's going on in the world today, what's happening. Breonna Taylor, Justice George Floyd, uh, people killed in the street. And then the thing is for me, which changed things for me because I did all that dumb shit. And I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but I'm not trying to promote my bullshit. Now, what I'm saying is I got kids and we got kids. So let's talk to the kids real quick How about being a father and what do we got to talk to our kids about? in today's time in 2020 because life is so uncertain and I don't really know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm laughing. It's just like a nervous chuckle. But just talk about that real quick. Yo, this, this shit is incredible, man. Like, my oldest son is 24. Like, shit is crazy. I, I can't believe it. Even saying that, my oldest son is 24 years old. My youngest is four. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, you know, 24, 16, 7, and 4. You know what I mean? And my, my 24-year-old pretty much was raised with me, traveled overseas with me, got to see the whole world and everything. Niggas um, is still in college. He's a college lifer. I don't know when he's going to finish. We'll figure it out. But um, one of the things I did is we do this. Like, my, my 24 and 16-year-old, they, they both live in Fresno still. So what I do is we get on these podcasts and, uh, I mean, these, these Zoom calls, and we have conversations just like this, right? <clears throat> and I'm thinking about, you know, maybe publishing them, putting them out on YouTube. But it's really cool. 
Huh? Who your son? Yeah, me and my sons, we do it. It's three. That's a hell of an idea, man. Yep. So it's a good thing to do, and people need to see that. And so what I do is I'm able to pass gems to them that I don't even know I got, but they pass mm-hmm. gems to me too. Because at 16 and 24, they got a whole different perspective on what was was going on out here. And so like my way is the only way. So they teach me too, and we had these conversations, and you know we talk about we talk about different things, like we talk about where I came from, and we talk like you know you know. You know, I love my mom and my grandma and the people before, and I know they had their struggles, but we don't got a lot to be proud about before that. But, like, you know, I was absolutely, luckily blessed to be put in a position to change the, gen- you know what I mean, to, to, to stop the generational curse. And now it's the job to keep this shit going. You know what I mean? And so I put that on them, like, yo, I don't care if you're a millionaire or whatever, like, it's a, you, you need to be happy, and, and you need to teach your kids how to keep this shit going, you know what I mean? And so we had the conversations and we talk about, you know, the Breonna Taylors and the George Floyds and the justice systems and what happens if you get stopped by cops. And, you know I mean? We, we have all these different conversations and it's, uh, there's no manual to being a father, man. Like my whole, my whole thing is just like, you know, I'm, I'm honest with them and, you know, I try and teach them the right way. I, I don't bring the hammer down and be like, you gotta be this way. Like, I won't let them fall. Like, I got a net for them. Come here, my guy. Come here. Come here. Come around here. Come around here. Come here. Don't be shot. This is my four-year-old. He's shot. He's a giant. Hey, how you doing? I got a three-year-old. Hey, seven-year-old. You want to say hi? No, he's out. But like my whole thing is like just be a good example. Whenever I'm thinking about doing something crazy or doing something that's probably you know not gonna be a good look, I think about if I gotta explain this to them, how am I gonna explain it to them? And that that just kept me on the right path so much. Like, you know what I mean? Because like again, you usually got a choice before you do something, you know what I mean? And sometimes if you think you don't nobody care, it's easy to like who care? Who who am I affecting? I'll go do this through. Right, 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 man. I'm you I'm, you hit home with a lot you said today, and I'm thinking a lot about what you're saying. So please keep talking. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if I if I'm about to do something that's a little bit left, and it's like, this is funny, it might not hurt nobody, but just the, or not that ten percent that I fuck up and just get out, I don't wanna have to explain this to them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So you know what? I'm gonna sit this one out. You know what I mean? And it's like right. uh, I'm definitely not perfect. You know what I mean? I definitely done my done my my dirt. I definitely done dumb shit. Um, luckily, none of it has you know put me in a situation where you know I had to answer to nobody. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I tell them, man. It's like yo, just keep your freedom, man. Like you know, like you can speak to it firsthand, man. Like when like my brother, like me and my brother are super close right now, and he I don't know you know, you know my brother James James Daniel. Yeah, you know I don't know him, know him, but I know of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, so you know, because the situations he's been in, you know what I mean, is is it's been one of those situations he's where younger. Yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, he's younger. Yeah, in jail when he was coming up. But uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's like, you know, he he just got off, he just got off papers and he had to answer these people for so long. And I talked to him about him. It's like, you know, look, this is all the things you have around you. It's not always look and see, you know what is going right with people sometimes you can learn from people that's not that that, that hit a wrong turn you know what i mean that hit a bump you can learn from the bump they hit and you can learn from the recovery they make you know what i mean because now my brother right. great you know what i mean he got businesses like he, he you know what i mean he's moving and shaking and he always been that type of guy see, that's what i think see you, you end up doing the wrong thing and i try to tell people and you know people will try to make you think like that 
They try to tell you, they try to keep you there. They try to keep you stuck there. And for you can believe it. You know what I'm saying? You can believe it or you can don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? But you have the right people around you to, to turn that over. So now you're saying he's doing his own thing, got businesses. And for me, that type of mindset is something I don't even know. I'm just from outside looking in. It's something we always seen. So it's about directing the energy into the right way. And that's why I try to tell kids, and even if we make mistakes because we can't reach everybody, whenever you get the chance to change it, all you got to do is stop. All you got to stop and go a different direction. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's how easy it is. And the other thing, the other thing that's is, is, is help somebody else. Like, you don't know how therapeutic, you don't know how much you're helping yourself when you help somebody else. Like, one of the things I teach kids is like, if I teach a kid a move, a basketball move, right, and I got a, you know, a group of kids, I'll get that kid that I just taught that move to to teach somebody else. Because when he can teach somebody else that move, then he really know it. You know what I mean? Exactly, true. When you can teach somebody something, you can talk about it out loud. I always say, like, when I read something, how I know I know it is I start telling you about it. Even if you don't want to, like, I just call you and start running my mouth about the subject. That's how I retain it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I got to talk and see myself doing it. And that's the same thing. And that's not just teaching a basketball move or a football move or, or a boxing move or nothing. That that going with anything. Like if you got information that you can help somebody with, help somebody because you helping yourself. You know what I mean? You helping yourself every time you help somebody. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> and like and, and don't think about how big it's, how small it is, or if anybody else see you help. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. And that's what I try to do, man. We started this 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 thing called Rock on Legacy. Meet Chester. Uh, Fels and Steve Canal. You know, what I mean, we were three high school teammates. Steve is doing great. He's uh, he's down in New Orleans, and he does uh, you know follow him on uh, on on Instagram. You know, what I mean, um, he got he's a he's a he's an author. He got he got a book out, and he, and uh, what kind of book is it? Fiction, nonfiction? Uh, it's a, it's a not so basically is 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 what's it called? It's called uh, damn, I got it around here somewhere. Um, damn, what's Steve's uh? I want, I want everybody to know it. Let me look at it real quick. But, um, and uh, Chester works for ESPN right now. And uh, we we started this thing called yeah. Rock and Huh? That's cool shit. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so the, the brand executive is his book, is, is what he is. He, he's, he's called... Brand executive. Yeah. And what is that about? About business? It's about what? It's 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 a it's about promoting yourself. Everything we're talking about right now, the last twenty minutes that we've been talking about, is all about that. About how to uplift other people and uplifting yourself at the same time. You know what I mean? Not just. Oh, man, I gotta talk to them too. I gotta talk to him too, man. See if you can help me out. You got a book. I have a book segment. I'm trying to organize everything, but I have a book segment too. I would love to talk to him. Those things I'm saying, he can give me fifteen minutes. I would love to see his book. I'll order it, and then I can read it, and then we can talk about it. And you know what I'm saying? I always like to inform people and keep people informed because people don't know I love to read and I think everybody got to keep reading because shit is really weird right now. Look up Steve Canal when you get off with me, man. Like, the dude the dude is incredible. He's, a, he's from Nyack. Steve Canal. Oh, well. And he's, 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 done, he's done amazing things and he continues to do amazing things in the community. And then Chester Phelps as well, you know, my high school teammate, my best friend, my brother. You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's out in the city, but he stays... Um, he stays in Rockland trying to do trying to help out and um he works for ESPN right now and uh man, we started this too man yeah yeah man I gotta plug myself in, man see if I can talk to the out of ESPN I gotta look this up and I gotta see what's going on 
But yeah, man, anybody doing major important things that the, the youth need to know, and it doesn't matter to me. I just want people to know that no matter where it's at, man, you can make things happen, man. And that's the only thing I'm trying to do with my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do something. You know what I'm saying? We got to do something. We got to get back something. And your life, and if you can't get back now, sometimes your life can be a lesson or a testament to other people. 100%. 100%. And still- another thing, my brother, after the Clippers, first of all, you're supposed to tell me about, there you go, there you go. <laughs> so first of all, tell me about the, tell me about the, the book first. So, uh, so no, so what we did, we started this thing called, uh, called Rock and Legacy. And All right. what we do is we bring back people pretty much how, what you're doing right now, you know, talking to people, we bring them back. We, we bring, bring these guys back to the high schools, right? You know what I mean? We'll, we'll ask, you know, four or five people who've done well. Um, you don't got to be a superstar, just, you know, doing our eyes, something that you can share. And we'll put them on a panel in front of, uh, in front of kids at a high school, you know, in Rockland County schools. And we'll have them talk to the, <laughs> we'll have them talk to the kids and they'll have them questions. You know what I mean? Uh, we're giving out scholarships, you know what I mean? We had some big stuff on the horizon before COVID hit. We was going to take some kids to the Knick game. Um, mm-hmm. but we got some big plans coming up, man. Um, and we got a, we got an IG page too, Rock and Legacy. Check it out. And it's- Rock and Legacy, I think I did. I think I glanced it one time. I don't know by accident or not, but I'm definitely going to check it out. And you live out in L.A. right now. You're out in L.A. right now, right? In L.A., yep. What's next? What's next? What's next? L.A. Clippers next year. I know, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of, you got a busy off season. It's, I don't know how it's going to work because it looks short. It looks short. Everything looks short. We'll be back before January hooping. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of like if, if LA lose, then it's good because now you got the bubble champs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if LA wins, then it's like, oh, y'all underachieved. But if LA lose, then y'all don't look bad. You see what I'm saying? No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, we, we look bad regardless, and we got to own that and, and come, right, come right back, man. See, that's the coach of you. That's the coach of you. That's taking accountability and standing on it. That's what you t- and that's what you should say. That's what you should say. <laughs> and so what's man, next for Larry? What's next for Larry Agni, man? Yeah, just keep learning and growing, man. Like I'm I'm in a great situation out here. I got a great staff. You got Ty Lue, Sam Cassell, Doc Rivers. I'm learning from the best, Jerry West. Hold on for a sec. Hold on. We got, you know, Ty Lue. Uh Ali dysfunctional, yo. Ali <laughs> dysfunctional. Yo, chill out. That's exactly right? that's that's what life is, man. Like, oh. <laughs> so these dudes that I'm learning from, man, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a ton, man. Like, it's been an incredible experience, man. I'm, 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 high, I'm super blessed, and I'm going to keep learning from them. Um, you know, hopefully, you know what I mean? My goal by the time I'm 50, 52 years old is to be, have my own team. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna keep growing and climbing. Even if I don't make that goal, the journey, man, it's all about the journey. Set goals so you can reach, so you can enjoy the journey, so you can get that journey. If you get to experience that journey, man, that's that's more important than the than the end goal. Because the end goal, you think you know what you want. Half the time, you it's, it's not even what you think you want. It's the journey that it's about. And you know what's funny? You know when I first looked at the story, and I first asked you, and you know I was leaving little footnotes about your life and your story, and plus things that I already know. And it's like, that's what I said, man. This is a journey, man. This is a journey. This is a grind. And that's the point of me telling this story because it's a grind, man. You see my guy, he went from the hill to nine to the hill to a regular school. This is not New Jersey prep or whatever the schools are. You know what I'm saying? 
He didn't start out, nobody trained him to be a basketball star at five years old. You know what I'm saying? He got he he, he ended up he started playing and he started following his dreams. He went to Fresno State, one it, the most one of the most important colleges of our generation. Now you are a coach for the Clippers, you toured overseas, you got incredible life experience, and you got so much to contribute to our boys and girls growing up today, especially in this difficult time. I salute you, my brother. Thank you. We got amazing footage, and we got so much shit we ain't even get to. So this much, we can do this for a couple more days, right? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey Rob, I'm going to tell you, man, don't stop what you're doing, my guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what you're doing, like, it'll start with Rockland, man, and it'll go so much bigger. Like, uh, you know, we talk about my journey. My, my journey started off trying to be the best player to play in the cage. You know, remember the cage in the back of the hill? One way in, one Hell way in. Yeah. That, that was, was the that was the cage. That was the was, cage. Man, I couldn't even play basketball back then. But yeah, but, 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 but look, but like, like this. Was, that was all I wanted. All I wanted to do was to be the best in the cage. Once I once I did that, then I wanted to be the best in Swim Valley. Then I wanted to be the best in Rockland. Then I wanted to be the best in New York. Then I wanted to be the best in the U.S. Like you know what I mean? It grow, man. Like grow. And, and 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 I'm watching you do this from organic. You know what I mean? From organic. Like don't stop, bro. Like. You you got you want the sun right here, and like you said, man, it's the journey. You know what I mean? Set your goals, keep it moving, man. You want the sun, man. I'm gonna support you 100. percent Man, I thank you. I love you. We gonna chop it up again. I love. I got so much foot. I'm excited. I'm be up all night to put this together. By the time people wake up, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And shit, man. I so much you just did, man. You just put highly dysfunctional on the map, and I appreciate you, my brother. Peace and love. Shout out to the real. We gotta do the high dysfunctional side off. We can talk on the phone. Love Shout you out, night, bro. You and Avenue Slint Avenue all day. Rockland County, Larry Avenue, assistant coach, to LA Camp Clippers. Look up his story, watch this video, show your kids, be inspired to be great. Life is impossible, but the impossible happens. Thanks a lot, my brother. Peace and love. My God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mo- it's gonna be so good. <laughs> I'm so I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. All right, my guys.